Hello, my wonderful quiet rebels. This is your host, May Kay Sang, and I'm so excited to be here with you today because I've been thinking about recording this episode for weeks now, and I just felt like, no, you know what? This is the time to sit down and record and, of course, release for your ears to hear. So as you can tell from the title of this episode, it's definitely not a how-to, it's just more of an open concept that's just kind of dawned on me as we start wrapping up for 2021, and it's just something that I just had to share with you. And that is the concept of allowing joy to take up space. So join me in this episode today as I share with you things like the reality of what it's like to unsubscribe from the urgency culture, the things that I've let go in my business and why, and of course, what this newfound space that has been joy-infused has made extra space for. In other words, I've got something incredible that I'm so, so, so excited and truly honoured to be running in January 2022. So be sure to keep your ears peeled for that. As I say eyes, but I'm like, wait, no one can see this. <laughs> so here we go. So keep your ears peeled <laughs> for that announcement as just as we go through today. So let's get into it. Hello, my lovelies. This is May Kay Sang, your podcast guesting strategist and mentor, cat lover, and the proud host of the Quiet Rebels podcast. This is the place for experts on the rise who are finally ready to stop playing small and to start showing up as the leader they've always been. And contrary to what you might think, you don't have to be the loudest person in the room in order to be heard. You've always been the type to see things differently and you've always chosen another pathway if the one laid out in front of you just doesn't align with your way of life. You're not alone in this. So to help you on your journey, I'm bringing conscious conversations to the table with myself and guest experts who will help you with the inner work that needs to be done in order to make a positive impact on the world with what you do. I see you. And now it's time to hear you, my friend. So please welcome to The Quiet Rebellion. This episode came about during what I like to call an integration week, and it's something that I've purposely built into the format of my Sustainable Visibility Incubator, which is my mentorship program to help people to really show up on their own terms in a way that feels safe enough for them to do so in a consistent manner, and just in a way that just aligns with who they are, the kind of business they want to run, all of the things. And I really changed the format compared to the previous round when I ran it for the first time, because previously it used to be two calls a week, every week, and it was for six months at the time, and there was only a two-week break around the holidays. Now, I personally do celebrate Christmas, and I know not everybody does, and so that's why, for the sake of simplicity, I'm going to call it the holiday season, (laughs) okay? And yeah, so this time around, I wanted to do something different, especially because I extended the program into nine months. And I just thought two calls a week per pod, because I opened a second pod this time for time zone inclusivity purposes. So that way I didn't alienate a huge part of my audience that's based 
not in the US, right? And so I really wanted to carve out time specifically for a different pod that definitely aligned more with those who are especially based in Australia and Asia, parts of Europe. You know, to me, they are the east side of the world because I'm based in the UK, so I'm kind of in between, <laughs> um, you know, all of the other continents. So I just thought, okay, I don't think that I can do two calls a week per pod every single week like last time. So what I've done instead is just changed up the format. So in essence, it's training in hot seat week one, week two, a hot seat, week three, training in a hot seat, and week four, integration week. And integration week is where there are no calls and it's really time for them and myself to be able to just really take in the content because I won't get, I won't, what am I trying to say? <laughs> I kid you not, that's what I was trying to say. I kid you not. Some of the content that we go through, it really goes beyond the surface and sometimes to places that we never thought we would access right? But the kind of things that we speak about in this particular space in my SVI program is pretty earth-shaking sometimes. And that requires a lot of time to be able to integrate intentionally. So I reduced the amount of content so that way the content can really be infused and integrated into everyone's businesses at their own accord to their own degree. So it was my first experience ever going through an integration week and I thought, okay, so no emails, no calls, no trainings, no nothing. Like I was there for my assistant if she needed anything because she was she was womaning the inbox, <laughs> so to speak, um, you know, as I was away and that was all good. So, all right, so I wasn't completely disconnected, but I was far enough away from it to allow space to really be taken up by things that I have really put on the back burner for quite some time. And they're things like seeing my family and spending time with my partner. And we actually have a leisure center near us and we are members of this particular leisure center. And because we are members, we get unlimited pool, uh, pool games. <laughs> and we just been playing this game on her iPad <laughs> for quite some time. I think it's called Eight Pool or something like that. And we just got really into it and we thought, hey, we are actually we're like two minutes away from this leisure center. Why don't we just go? And so we did, and then the IRL magic just like descended upon us, <laughs> right? And oh gosh, that feeling of losing all concept of time was something that started to begin to feel so foreign to me and I felt that during this integration week it just came back into my lap and I realized how happy I was just being with myself with people and I remember on the week I returned I remember saying this to my therapist I said to her I finally got to be with myself And I didn't realize how much of a big deal that was to me. And I've been doing some really, really deep-rooted work on my relationship with my body and my relationship with others, just my relationship with self full stop. And I felt that that room was really amplified during this integration week. 
And ever since coming back, I just haven't, like this high has not left me. This high of allowing joy to take up space has been nothing but helpful in how I see my relationships with others in business, whether they are my clients, whether they're my team members, my peers, my my friends. And of course, what I'm offering, I'm always looking at what I'm offering and does it serve the people who I want to serve? Does it serve me in a way where it brings me nothing but joy to be able to fulfill this promise that I've made? And oh gosh, it really, as we round up towards 20, um, towards 2022, like we're now final couple of weeks of 2021 now at the time of this recording. And yeah it has just really led me into this reflection mode and I really didn't expect it. (laughs) The magic of an integration week, the magic of allowing yourself some time. And I do acknowledge that I am in a position where I'm able to provide that for myself. So if you're listening to this and thinking, well, that's great for you, Meike, but I don't really have that right now. And I, I completely respect that. And so I invite you to take allow joy to take up space in whichever pockets of time you have. Okay, whichever pockets of time you are able and or willing to give to yourself and see what it does. For me, it helped me do three things, which is what I mentioned in the little mini preview <laughs> before I let the trailer run for this episode today. And the first thing is the reality of unsubscribing from the urgency culture. So this is a concept that I came up with a couple of months ago or last year even. I actually can't remember when I did this Instagram live, but it's a live that I share periodically because it's a message that bears repeating. And I remember it dawned on me how stressful it felt to have a time-bound based um, autoresponder. So I get it that people need my attention for various things, especially when they are, it's a one-on-one conversation or one-on-one invitation, etc. And I just couldn't help but feel so resistant to look at my inbox. And I thought, but why though? Because like these people who I, who are speaking to me, like I really want to talk to them, but why do I feel such resistance? And I realized it's because I've put this self-imposed pressure on myself to respond within a certain time. And granted, some things are time sensitive and they do require my response at a certain time. Those, of course, I prioritize, um, you know, responding to. But then I started having conversations with my peers and my friends, both in my personal and professional life. And something that I started sharing with them like, hey, I would love to implement a no rush to respond policy where we don't expect each other to respond at a given time unless it's time sensitive and we specify so. That we don't guilt each other for not responding, you know, in a quote unquote timely manner. We just respond as and when. And I started implementing that in my personal relationships first and then it just so happened to spill over into my communications with my friends because I found a lot of my friends apologizing to me when they were late or apologizing the fact they couldn't respond straight away and I thought to myself oh wow is, is it me that's giving off the impression as if I'm expecting a response or 
Is it self-imposed pressure that they have or is it a mix of both? And so, yeah, so I started saying like, hey, I'd love to have a no rush to respond policy. And then, then I tell them why <laughs> that could be beneficial for our friendship and so on and so forth. And it's been really, really liberating, actually. And then these conversations I wind up having are so much more intentional and they are not pressured by time. They're not pressured at all, even. But they are just present when they are responding. And to me, when I'm responding to people, I think, well, you have taken the time and the energy to reach out to me. You deserve my presence and not to be as if you're being checked off a box of people to respond to that day, you know? So yeah, the reality of unsubscribing to the urgency culture, it can be very challenging. It can be very like in your face with how much pressure has been embedded into our way of interacting with each other. And I even changed my autoresponder to let them know um, that anyone who's reaching out to me, I I invite them to follow up with me for time-sensitive things. But other than that, that I respond not on a time basis where I say, hey, I will respond within two to three working days. Instead, I say, I will respond when I have the capacity to. And if you need me sooner, sooner than when I'm responding to you, please do follow up. And that has been, again, so liberating. And some of you may be thinking, isn't that quite irresponsible? Because like you're not responding in a quote-unquote timely manner. And I always question everything. Where are all these shoulds coming from? Who says? Who said so? And I've actually have received no complaints whatsoever. If anything, when I share that with people, I can see a light bulb go off in their eyes. They're like, oh, wow. I can do that is pretty much what I'm gathering from their response. And so, yeah, this is the reality of unsubscribing from the urgency culture. You might find yourself realizing how much pressure you self-impose from a system, maybe, that was built not to serve how you run your life and your business. So this is an invitation just to consider what this could be like for you, if this interests you. If this doesn't interest you whatsoever, then of course don't. <laughs> you know, I always say, take what resonates, leave behind what doesn't. But I do want to share this reality with you that has been so personally confronting of all of the things I've been doing somewhat on autopilot that no one has ever made me no one has actually told me to do this, but because I see so many people doing it, it becomes a norm that we wind up perpetuating that's kind of like, it's not informed from our own lenses, you know, our own experiences. So I invite you to challenge that. If you find that what's working right now, or rather what's not working right now, and if something isn't working, try something else and see what results they yield because I gotta tell you this peace of mind this sense of liberation from unsubscribing from the urgency culture has been incredible and it has done nothing but strengthen my relationships with others and myself so that's number one that came from the integration week 
Number two. What I've decided to let go of in my business? For now. And maybe forever. I don't know. So. There comes a time when you look at your office and your business. And they may be serving you one way and not another. And if you're in the position to, then you can change that, right? My priorities are slightly different, and I know it's because of certain arrangements that I have in my personal life that enable me to do so. I've let go of some of the most profitable offers in my business for the sake of peace of mind. Because to me, peace of mind, it really is my priority. And so I've actually, I think from last year, no, not think, I know, I know from last year in 2020, my revenue has actually been reduced because of these decisions. And to the outside world, that is an indicator of a business going downhill. And I don't think so. I mean, everyone can think what they like, right? Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. And I guess for me, I just never saw it that way. I would think there was definitely a lot of shame that these external success metrics that other people can see and know, that that definitely created a sense of shame at first. And then when I really started saying to myself, but... They don't live the life I have, right? It's never going to be completely identical, no matter how many shared identities I may have with another person. And that's okay, you know? So my revenue has actually gone down. And I do believe a huge reason why is because 2021 was an unexpected year of retreats and unearthing. The ground that I I had been standing on has shaken and crumbled beneath me more times than I can count this year. And it happened out of anticipation and things I did not anticipate as well. So the things I unanticipated are just life's curveballs, right? And the things that I anticipated (laughs) were things that I signed up for, like therapy. I started therapy in March. And it's been one of the best things that I could have ever done for myself. And I also took it upon myself to become certified in grief, loss, and trauma-sensitive leadership coaching. And at the time of this recording, I actually received my certification two weeks ago. So your girl here has been certified. And it was an incredible program. So shout out to my coach, Lisa Kuzman, who's the founder of that program. And the thing is, I signed up for that unearthing because I knew that the perceptions of reality would have dramatically shifted and kind of like so many glass shatter moments, right? And it's just really helped me to see things that I can no longer unsee and hear things I can no longer unhear and realize how much I have been living in 
quote-unquote, blissful ignorance. So I signed up for that. And upon reflection of all of these things as we round up for this year is what I'd want to do moving forward with what I know now. And what might I need to let go of in order for those new things to have space to really flourish. So for now, I've decided to let go of any form of done-for-you services. And in this case, this means my VIP spotlight days. Oh, saying that out loud was... Okay, getting some feels in my body right now. Yeah. I have worked with some incredible clients with this offer. Clients who, to this day, I'm still extremely, extremely honoured to have witnessed in the space that was created between us and to still advocate for the work they do. So is it the fact that I want to let that go? No, that's not the thing that I'm letting go of. It's just how I know that I'm of best service. And I realize that this current structure, this current format through a VIP day for my personal work, it doesn't seem to be the antidote right now. Are they gone forever? Maybe not. I do think that there's definitely potential to bring back VIP days, but just in a different format, right? A different approach, because up until now, I've been the podcast guesting person, right? And I still am happy to talk about podcast guesting strategy and to, I do a lot of private workshops that I often actually don't share, <laughs> um, I realize now, um, on Instagram. And that's okay, because I don't, feel an attachment to have to be seen for what I'm doing for everything because it still happens even if not everyone sees it right and that's the same for you there are plenty of things that happen beyond what you post and it's okay just to honor that and so for me VIP days don't currently fulfill the needs I have when it comes to serving people in a certain way. And I realize that the best, best, best way I do is through my mentorship, my sustainable visibility incubator, which does have some elements of one-on-one -on -one access because I keep the pods purposely small so that way everybody can actually speak to me personally because I never want to be, you know, kind of, what's it? Uh, like, what's, where'd escape me today? <laughs> I was kind of like almost at arm's length, right? I never want to feel like that with my clients because that space is so sacred to me that I purposely make space for the people who are ready to take up some space in it and so I realize now that my primary sole offer will be that sustainable visibility mentorship and 
I'm really doing even more work to even change the language. For the first round, I said that it's for women entrepreneurs. For the second round, I said women identifying entrepreneurs. And I realized that even that language to me is actually quite exclusive now. And the ongoing work to become more inclusive is never ending. And again, all of those things that I've learned that I can no longer unsee and unhear, it's part of this too. What language warrants the ability to reach out to those who are women, who are non-binary, who are non-gender conforming, who are trans, who are queer, you know? There's so much work that I'm still doing and that work is never going to end, if I'm quite honest. So I know for the next launch, the third launch that will happen probably mid-2022, I know that there's going to be some major shifts in language there. So watch this space if you're interested in that progression. But yeah, letting go of gendered terms is definitely a work in progress. And I really do take my time with this not because it's not important to make the shift soon, but it's because I know that if I jumped in without really thinking ahead, that can cause more harm than originally, well, no one really attends to harm, right? But I know that if I jumped in too soon, it would feel like a performative action on my part and maybe to, you know, that's how it it could be perceived as well if it wasn't thought through. And I know that none of us can ever get everything right every single time because what's right is relative to different people, right? So it's a work in progress. And I know that in order for me to continue doing this work, I need a lot of bandwidth, a lot of capacity to really do that deep work. And to do so means letting go of this part of my business that has served me extremely well. And right now I'm just putting it on the shelf and it may come back in a different condition. It may not come back at all. But that's okay. Because I'm really interested in seeing what this newfound space will be taken up by. Which brings me to my final share today. And that is about this integration week. What this joy that took up so much space also <laughs> made space for within itself. is kind of like space inception. And it was this beautiful download. Because of the trauma sensitivity work that I've worked on consciously this year and even way before that, I really wanted to see what I could do now with this certification because as well as already integrating practices into my into my mentorship work for my clients, I wanted to know what else could I do. And then it really happened completely organically. I was having some conversations with a couple of friends of mine, some of which do have marginalized identities and multiple ones at that. And when they were just asking me about my work, about visibility and all the things, they told me, you know what? I would love to show up 
or more podcasts, or more summits, more other things. But I honestly don't know who is safe enough for me to show up with and for. That hit me like a ton of bricks. Because it suddenly dawned on me my own challenges that I've had because of various identities that people do see just by looking at me. And there are other identities that when people share that part about them can really, really impact their safety, whether it's psychological and or physical. You know? And I'm not sure about you, my lovely, but if you're if you're in a position whenever you receive an opportunity, it's just whether or not you want to do it or not, that is an incredible amount of privilege. That it's based on what you want and that's it, full stop. And I realize how much of that I also have. We all do to a degree, or we, well, actually, no, not everyone per se, but we don't have these opportunities that are distributed evenly, equitably, equitably, oh, you know what I mean, <laughs> the word equitable. Yes, equitably, okay, there we go. <laughs> oh gosh, that, that word is quite the tongue twister for me personally. And then I thought, okay, wow, this this share has been, was on my mind for weeks. And that wasn't the first of conversations, but that time, because of that newfound space that I had, that really just planted in my mind. And it made me think, oh yeah, it's not like, when I teach my clients to research podcasts to be on, it's normally via niche, you know? via yeah their their client niche or the industry they're in like that is how they research but no podcaster has a neon sign over their head that says hey i'm a safe podcaster though and i thought what can i do about that what can i do to help more podcasters more interviewers of any sort whether you're a summit host or someone with a Facebook group that brings in guest experts, or you interview people on your Instagram live, anywhere where you interview someone. What if I could help people like that to have a new layer of awareness around how we can create safer spaces for our guests So that way they can always show up from a place of consent and agency. Where the questions we ask are insightful, not intrusive. Where we have processes in place that indicate our degree of safety before we even say anything. What if there was something like that, that was available? So that way we don't need those neon signs that say, hey, I'm a safe podcaster or a safe interviewer. 
but it was a start in the right direction. Well, that's what I'm creating. How I envision this, at least for the first time, and I do believe this has incredible potential to grow in many different directions, different depths, but for the first time, I'm going to be bringing this vision in through the format of a live workshop in January 2022, specifically on Wednesday the 19th. And because I've already integrated time zone inclusivity into my mentorship program, you bet your honey buns that I'm going to be doing that as well. So I'll be running this workshop two different times to hopefully cater to more parts of the world. And this workshop, I've decided to call it this. Converse with consent. A live workshop for podcasters and interviewers who are committed to creating a more trauma-sensitive space for their guests so they can show up from a place of consent and agency. (sighs) Sharing this makes my heart beam and so full because I know that this is needed. If I think about every single podcasting program I've seen out there or I've done, because I've taken quite a few, um, I know quite a few people who run podcasting programs and this isn't taken into account. And this is not about pointing fingers at all. If anything, it's about expanding on what's already there and creating a new combination for this information to be accessed. And I really felt that this requires the heartbeat of a community, of people who are drawn to this work, for the people who want to do the least harm that they possibly can, because we can never truly prevent 100% of harm, because we just don't know what people's lived experiences are and their lenses are. But we can lay down some foundations to reduce that. This is for the people who care so deeply about the people they're honouring on their platform, whoever they've invited onto their podcast, onto their onto their summit, onto their Instagram to do a shared live or into their Facebook group, into their spaces. And for the people who really care about maintaining these relationships and want to continually nurture them, to uplift them for this whole idea of a collective rising. Because here's the thing, I have changed the format of the Quiet Rebels podcast a couple months ago in October. I reduced the frequency So instead of weekly, it's fortnightly, and I recently shared an update on my website that 80% of the guests moving forward will be personally invited by me, and 20% is still open for pitches. But considering there are only 26 fortnights, which is every two weeks, in a year, that means around 20 people-ish that I will personally invite, and five, who I will accept pitches from. And that number might be even lower, because I don't know when I'm going to do solo episodes. 
I kind of do them on the fly because I find that I love to capture these episodes when I'm in the moment and I just really want to share it from my heart and I share all of this because I reduce the frequency in order to honor my guests more and to be so intentional about who I invite into my space because whoever I invite onto this platform I'm basically telling all of you that I advocate to, for them to a degree and we will never know the ins and outs of every single person we collaborate with but I will try and I trust my intuition very strongly about people and so my intentionality when it comes to the guests on this show is through the roof <laughs> And I know not everyone's going to do that, and that's t completely okay. But I do know that there are some podcasters and some interviewers out there who care a lot about who they showcase. And this workshop was designed for them. Because they care so much about their people, their audience, their guests. They care about themselves, of course, as well. And they want to just create this beautiful ecosystem that is fueled by consent and agency at all turns. So that, my lovely, is what I'm creating for 2022 and beyond. This has been quite the episode and I'm truly honoured that you have listened to this point if you are still here with me. And I hope that this episode was helpful, whether it was just helping you to invite yourself to do your own version of unsubscribing to the urgency culture if you feel the pressure by it to choose which things to keep on your office suite or not and hopefully having a nod towards allowing joy to take up more space in your life that's where i feel that this is the perfect time to wrap up. So thank you again so, so much for listening to this episode today. And if you are interested in any of the things that I've mentioned today, whether it's learning more about my sustainable visibility incubator, which currently is a wait list because I only open it once a year and I do envision opening it in Q2, like late Q2 or early Q3 of 2022. And of course, if your ears perked up in any shape or form because of the Converse with Consent workshop that I'm running on the 19th of January 2022 at different times, I invite you to check out the link below as well. So thank you so, so much. <laughs> and by I say when I say below, I just realized that, oh wait, people normally say that on social media, but in the show notes, <laughs> you will find information there to learn more. And if you know me well, and when it comes to launches, sometimes I have no sales page, just a quick summary. This might be the case with the link that you're seeing, um, but more information will be added, of course, on the way. But so long as the bullet points at least describe what you can expect, then hopefully that'll be enough for now, and I'll update as we go. But anyhow, thank you so, so much for listening, and here's to you, here's to us, here's to those around us.
to allow ourselves to have joy take up more space. Sending you so, so much love and I look forward to having you here again for another episode, whether it's one in the past or one in the future from now. But until then, all my loving best. Bye for now. And so my lovely, there we have it. So everything that we mentioned in today's interview will be popped into the show notes. So be sure to head for that link. And if you haven't done so already, I would so love it if you could subscribe to this podcast because that way you don't miss a single episode and another conscious conversation. And of course, if you feel cool too, I would so appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review because that really helps other quiet ripples find us. Oh my goodness. Okay, another great episode. And so I will be back same place, same time next week for another episode of the Quiet Rebels podcast. So until then, my lovely, do take care and bye for now.